0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. What it do, man? I'm chilling. Guess what? What's up? My Colts, my Colts polo came in. Hey, <laughs> Nike, all Creases white. Out? Uh, they're, they're still a little there,
1: uh, but uh-huh.
0: it's it's fresh. It's fresh.
1: Yeah, I gotta love the all white.
0: I'm going to get a I, – I haven't decided which jersey I'm going to get, but we'll talk about that later. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the TheColtsCast. If you don't have a Twitter, go create one. And on Instagram, at ColtsCast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, And Hot Takes We Tweet. Again, that's at the Colts Cast on Twitter and at Colts Cast on Instagram. Small guy question.
1: What it is.
0: Are you ready to toss some Indianapolis Colts? I'm ready. Let's get it. On today's episode, we are going to hit some interesting questions in a rapid fire way. There just hasn't been, you know, too much going on in the offseason. It's been, you know, fairly quiet, especially in the past week. Um, so we're we're gonna talk about the upcoming season. We're gonna go back and forth with some burning questions that Colts Nation probably have. I'm hyped for this session. How about you, Jamal?
1: Man, I'm ready for it.
0: Well, shall we begin? Let's get it. Is it winners first again?
1: Eh, yeah, why not? I'll let you. I'll let you take your little quote thunder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll start it off. At question one. Jamal, will Jonathan Taylor eclipse fifteen hundred yards? Oof. Rushing, not Oof. scrimmage, rushing yards.
1: That you know that's that's a tough one. We know he we know he dug it out eighteen hundred last year, but he also didn't have a quarterback who's gonna, you know, try to get the ball out a whole lot. I think I think we're gonna focus on that passing game a little more this year. Um but fifteen hundred yards, he got it, bro. I'm really? projecting, yeah. I'm projecting is that fit, simple fit 15, 1586, 1586. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that the production is going to go down as much as people think Matt Ryan's going to come in. He's going to be slinging the ball. It will happen a lot, but, and I'll talk a little bit about this a little later on, but Frank, Wright, Believe it or not, has been pretty consistent with the run game. So I don't think Matt Ryan's going to come in and, and be the determinant factor for us.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I hear you. I, I'm gonna say yes to you. My only
0: concern would be his workload. Is it gonna mm-hmm. go down? He rushed the ball three hundred and thirty-two times last season. What are they gonna do about that? They're gonna keep it keep it rolling with him, you think? Yeah. I don't I,
1: I think I think so. I again I, I don't think three thirty-two I feel comfortable on that 270, 280, which is kind of I I feel like with the loss of fifty carries, that's where those yards are gonna come into play for him that he won't get as high. Uh, but I I hope I hope at least two fifty rushes, but no more than three. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to eclipse that three again.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, so the next few running backs on the list, I think they were at like twelve hundred,
1: maybe mm-hmm. Nick Chubb mm-hmm. and Joe
0: Mixon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my only concern. Does he regress to the mean? But I, I I agree. I think he can still get to that yardage point as long as he stays healthy. Kind of everything has to go right again for him, and he just has to be fully healthy. I, he can hit that, especially you know he's averaging five and a half yards per carry.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. Question two. Then will Matt Ryan eclipse four thousand yards? Man, look. Yeah, Matty
0: Ice has had ten consecutive seasons with over four thousand passing
1: yards. Wow, ten
0: minus last season, and he barely missed it with thirty nine sixty eight. So, we given the supporting cast around him, although his wider you can argue his wide receiver cast might not be as good, but everything else is just better. So. I, I'm I'm surprised he didn't last year um, when he didn't eclipse 4,000, but that was the first time ever in the, like, the last 10 seasons. But Matty Ice, he's on a team that has their eyes set on the playoffs compared to the Falcons, who haven't been competitive since 2017. We're talking four straight losing seasons. Mm-hmm. So that, here comes another argument. I know there's going to be some haters saying, well, Eric, well, what about all the garbage <laughs> time Matt Ryan had to pass stats? I yeah he he did throw the ball a lot. I'm not gonna lie. He, <laughs> yeah, I think one one year he led the league in attempts. <laughs> but he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. He's behind a great offensive line now. He doesn't need to throw the ball 600 times a year. He will get those yards with time in the pocket.
1: Fair enough. I like that. And and, and I I I agree. I also had him as a as a yes for that. Um, you know exactly like you said. I mean the supporting cast he had around him down in Atlanta, he was able to do it. I really feel like with the cast up here he'll be able to do it. Um and another just another person I like to think of when I think of being able to complete that is Philip Rivers when he came here. Of course we know Absolutely. when he was in when he was in San Diego, I mean they he always threw for four thousand yards. So it was without question. Um and looking at his attempts, I mean, they both average, you know, they they average around the 560, you know, between 535 to range. So I think that on paper, if Philip Rivers came in here and did it, I don't see why Matt Ryan can't come in here and do it as well.
0: Phillip Rivers, the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Well, what about this question? Will Naheem Hines have more than 400 receiving yards this Ooh. season?
1: Ooh. <laughs> this is a tough one. And – I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think it's about to happen. And let me hey. tell you why. Frank Wright has already made it crystal clear that he plans on utilizing Hines. They already had him lining up in a wide receiver spots out uh, in OTAs. We see what Matt Ryan did with Cordell Patterson. He he used him. And, and, and once they figured out how to use him, I mean, he was all over the place. I don't see why Naheem Hines... Doesn't have four hundred plus receiving yards. I think he's gonna be all over the place, catching the slot, catching the receiver, even swing, getting some swing outs from running back. I just don't see Matt Ryan not utilizing him.
0: I completely agree. I think he barely missed that mark mm-hmm. last season with Carson Wentz, Mister Hero Ball, who <laughs> didn't like taking checkdowns as much as Matt Ryan. So, yeah, I agree. They're gonna they're gonna be using him way more. Matt Ryan loves to target his running backs and tight ends. And Hines will be a beneficiary of that. And that's pretty simple. So yeah. I think we we both agree he'll he'll hit that.
1: Now, since we're talking about all these positives, I mean, if all these things are hitting the 1,500 yards of JT, Matt Ryan eclipsing 4K, Naheem Hines getting 400, next question up, with all that success, will we have more than 10 wins this season? This is a tough one.
0: I wish you said more than nine okay that that one game makes a difference so so we're looking at 11 wins but it's in the 17 game season so 11 and 6 i i think we i think we can i we're we're very underrated team especially with uh i you saw peter king's rankings Mm -hmm. uh like a month or two ago he he had the colts at what 22 like in the league and yeah. mm-hmm. something crazy. we were below the Detroit Lions what did the Detroit Lions do to become <laughs> a better football team than the Indianapolis Colts this offseason smack in the face man Aiden Hutchinson? I, I mean does that take it I I, I don't understand that so mm-hmm. I think he just wanted some some clicks it, it was a clickbait because that that is crazy um but we're on a rated team easy strength of schedule relative to other teams around the league I think we can get it done, especially if we get a, a really good start to the year. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll fix our wrongs from last year with a with the established quarterback. It yeah, I, I I'm I'm looking out 11 wins at least.
1: OK, I like that. I like, And I agree. I probably should have said 10 or more, but, you know, is what it is. We'll 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 go heavy. Um. Do, and do I think we'll have an 11-win season this year? I, based off of everything you just said, I I agree we will have um, that 11-win season this year. We A lot of games on our schedule, as you mentioned with our strength of schedule, we should go out there and start off on a great roll. A couple of revenge games for us here as well. Uh, I, we, we better not lose to the Raiders for a second year in a row. Patriots <laughs> game, that'll be a tough one, you know, whatever. We'll call it what you want with that. But commanders we better not lose that (laughs) you know our divisional games eh, we'll get into that a little later but i I feel confident i feel confident what we have where our schedules lined up and i'm excited for these big games man i don't know why but just something about these big time prime time games for us when you have to think about you playing the chargers who are who, who are really good I like that, that pressure because I'm, I'm ready to see the odds. I don't know if we're going to come out as underdogs. It'll be interesting to see how our season is going by that point. Uh, but I'll be willing to bet if we were to put, you know, the odds out today, we would probably be the underdogs. So I'll, I'm, I'm excited for games like that because that chip on the shoulder could be what we need to excel. I'm betting every game that we're an underdog because we're not losing
0: every game that we're an underdog. <laughs> exactly. That's free money, guys. That's yeah. free advice from Eric Smith right here small will any defensive lineman have 10 or more sacks. Ooh,
1: this is uh this is another big one, another big one. And I think I think so. I really do think so. Who is it going to be? I'm torn in between D-Buck and and Yannick, and let me tell you why because as I told you, you know as we talked about last week, man, D-Buck had that phenomenal December, seven sacks in, in the month of December alone. Right. And Gakwe had Ten, you know, over. I think it was here yeah, fourteen for the entire season, or maybe yeah, it was ten last 10, season. Yeah, ten last year. Sorry. Um, and again, the pressure, the pressure is going to be on these two guys. When one of them is getting double, the other one's going to be available. You know, so I really think that somebody's going to step up, and Gus is really going to focus on getting this D line to the quarterback. So I do feel like we're going to have at least one of them get ten or more sacks.
0: Look. This is a this is a really tough question. Last year no one had more than ten sacks on our team or ten mm-hmm. at all. Yet, like you just pointed out, Ngakwe had ten last season with the Raiders. So what so this is kinda like is our pass rush gonna progress? Is it gonna get better with Ngakwe added? Um I'm gonna go with yes. I'm gonna go with yes hey. I, I have to. <laughs> um but it, it is a concern that no one did. I, I think Buckner led with seven sacks. Yep. Correct. And he got that all in December. Was yeah. that a fluke? What's <laughs> right. What happened? Because he had zero up to that point. But I'm confident that with the addition of Ngakwe, because he already had, maybe Ngakwe did have 13 or 14. Maybe you are right. I can't remember for sacks. We'll have to check on that. Yeah, we'll definitely check. But adding someone like that with a system he's already familiar with, Mm -hmm. I think somebody will hit that 10
1: mark. I don't know who, but somebody will. Yeah, fully agree. All right, next up, will Jonathan Taylor rush for 10 or more touchdowns? Yes, next question. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, but... (laughs) his it's
0: two lone seasons he hasn't had lower than 11 and he had 18 last year when he took over as yeah. the cowbell running back i i don't think you can't make a solid argument saying he, he'll rush for less than 10 unless you know something unless you have a crystal ball right now and you see something that we don't see that this seems pretty given
1: yeah i agree agree you know and I don't really have much to add to that. His production is going to be there. I don't see why this doesn't happen. That's just simple as that.
0: We're going to say yes to every question.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jamal. Drum roll, please. Oh, baby. Jamal, who's on your Mount Rushmore for the Indianapolis Colts? We're talking oh. top four of all time. Whew, tough.
1: Tough, tough, tough. All break right, break it well, down for it. Break it down for us. Say less. You know, we're gonna we're gonna give the obvious first. We got to put Peyton up there. Got to he goes without saying. You know, he doesn't have a statue in front of the in front of the stadium for no reason. That's the <laughs> end of that conversation. <laughs> Next up, Mister Productivity himself, Marvin Harrison. Dude came into the building every day, did his job, took care of business on his side of the field, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Ain't wasn't a yapper off, you know, off on the sidelines, wasn't a yapper during the game, just came in and put in work every game. Next up, you know I got to show some love for the lineman, Mr. Jeff Saturday himself. Hey. Yes. Mainly because, man, you know, Peyton's a tough to deal with. And I don't know if you ever watch any of those old mic'd up with Peyton and Jeff. Man, they used to get into some arguments on the sideline. I love really? it. Yes, because Jeff Saturday, he didn't take it. He didn't take that from Peyton, man. He he respected how good he was, but he knew what time it was, so I, I don't know. It was just fun. <laughs> and Jeff, Jeff Satter is a dog, man. He, <laughs> I don't know many other linemen who's going to get underneath there, you know, and, and and try to ball out like that. So Jeff is definitely up there. And last but not least, I had to throw uh one of my favorite Colts players of all time. Uh, so this one could be a little biased, but Always growing up, man, I thought I was going to play D-line. I always try to learn how to hit that that, that crazy, crazy little angle Dwight Freeney came on that edge around. Man, I don't know how he did it, but I swear he always looked like he was parallel to the ground, and he would just kind of zip through the line. Um, So I had to put Dwight up there for my fourth one. I know a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, what about Reggie? You know, or what about Edge? I thought about both of them. You know, Edge was definitely a beast when he was there as a dog. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to get that to play in a Super Bowl game, but he got that ring. You know, of course, Jim Mercier took care of him. And Reggie, I love him too. You know, he's a dog as well. He's a coach on the team now, but I just felt like it was Peyton, Marvin, Jeff, and Dwight. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't
0: take anything away from Reggie Wayne, but Marvin Harrison was just, that yeah. much better. I mean, mm-hmm. that duo between him and Manning and with the exceptional production numbers he put up compared to Reggie Wayne. He's one of the most feared receivers at the time. I'm I guess I'll start mine off. Uh Marvin Harrison, since we're just talking about him. He he's sure. definitely on my list. Um, second, I have Jacoby Brissett. He's really <laughs> one of the <laughs> oh, <it's> not- <laughs> A true dual threat quarterback. Okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm just kidding. Ew. (laughs) Beta Manning. I think that's pretty automatic. That's my second. Um, I I know a lot of old heads will say Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I could probably argue that all day because Manning has trumped him in every single stat. Plus, Unitas played in that pre-Super Bowl era, which I don't want to take anything away from him, but like. There was no pass interference back then, <laughs> no hands to the face. There's, I mean, they were just fucking fighting out there. It, it was crazy. But um, in my opinion, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have to go on that list, just like Spend. you said. I also have Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, uh, both coming in at 3 and 4. Both were really good. Both had around 125 sacks. Freeney with 46 forced fumbles. Mathis had 54. I mean, they were very they, – they were neck and neck – um Mathis did have a hundred more tackles than Freeney though. But Freeney was a seven time pro bowler and three time all pro compared to mm. Mathis's five time pro bowler and one time all pro. Mm. But again, that's just our Mount Rushmore I'd love to debate it with anyone. For sure. Um you know, those I, two can't I don't know. Just Marvin Harrison and Pay Manning have to go there. They can be argued. For sure. They have to be on every Colts fan, Mount Rushmore, or you
1: just don't have eyeballs. Yeah, for real. But you know what's so crazy, man? Think about that. Dwight and Robert, those stats. Those are crazy stats. And they was playing at the same time. Same time. That's wild. Played off each other. Man, that's crazy. Next up for you. Will Frank Wright run the damn ball? Yo, he better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to order my hat. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm about to get one too. What's up? Yeah. Best running back in the league. I know we got Matty Ice now. But do what works, you know? Especially if we want to control time and possession. And that that's how we won some of our games. We we kept elite quarterbacks off the field, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. We ran the ball. We controlled time and possession. I mean, that's how we can beat these great teams. Eat the clock, mm-hmm. control the pace of the game. He better run the he better run the ball when when needed. I'm I'm gonna tell you that right now. None of this hero ball, none of this <laughs> unnecessary pass. I
1: mean, I I want to, yeah, run the damn ball. What about you? Simple enough. Yes, I I, I agree. And st- stats, stats always come into play. So I was talking about earlier with the uh, JT, and we were talking about him earlier. B- since 2016, Reich has been pretty consistent. 2016, 39.44% run uh, run percentage. It's 2017, that bumped up to 45.37%. 2018, drop back down a little bit to 38.40%. 2019, though, jump back up again, 46.36%. 2020, 44.13%. And then 2021, as we know, JT was a a workhorse, 47.43%. And I just had to put that in perspective because I know, like, I personally – Every game, like you said, I was just watching. I'm like, "Yo, why we ain't running the ball more? Why we not running it more?" Forty seven percent is a lot. <laughs> a lot uh, yeah, of running. that that really is a
0: lot. And it's, yeah, but it it's successful at it's times. Exa- I know exactly. we were only nine and eight, but I mean, some of the some of the games we played, like we we took a dump on the Bills. Yep, <laughs> like, wild. They're, yeah, they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Just want to let everyone know. But yeah. Let's go on the next one. Who will have the most interceptions on the defense this year? Mm. I'm
1: gonna keep it one thou out with you. Hey, if we had if we had Kenny Moore signed right now, I'd say him because the quarterbacks gonna try to pick on him again, bro. And I can just feel he about the ball out. But until I see that name and that contract on paper, I gotta think about who's gonna do it because I really want to say Kenny Moore in a realistic world. I I I. I know in my heart of hearts, we're going to get it solved, and I want to keep him up there. But if it ain't him, I just know Gilly Lock about to Gilly. turn the D up, bro. Gilly. He's about to turn it up. But in a real world, Kenny Moore first. If for whatever reason, contract don't happen, Gilly Lock up. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: If if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had a, a kind of dark time of uh, around a yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do. Uh a lot. Wow. We actually have the same answer here. <laughs> I took Kenny Moore as well, but I I I have a different argument for him. Um he led our team in passes defended last year with 13. Next up was Darius Leonard with eight. They both mm. had four interceptions. So it's 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 very correlated there. Mm-hmm. Um but my thing is he's going to be playing for a contract extension on his mind. So he's gotta ball out, Jamal. I like he's that. He's gotta ball out. Cause if he balls out, it makes his case even better. So I think he will lead the league. Not the league, I'm sorry. The Colts in interceptions this year.
1: I like it. Next up. Will Paris Campbell stay healthy this year and finally break out? <laughs> I
0: don't know how to answer this without angering Colts fans. Uh, Silence no. golden for I, this one. I, oh, <laughs> I don't right. think so. I do. I, mm, but I really hope so. I, I hate to say this is my first no, I guess for it, for all the questions, please prove me wrong. Paris Campbell. <laughs> Prove us all wrong. You can be so good with the ball in your hands, like mm-hmm. a premier yards after catch guy. We've seen it. We saw him in college. He can be our slot receiver. Yet, you've only played in 15 games since 2019. What? How can I sit here and say you're going to be fully healthy this year just because I saw you in OTAs, just because I saw you in many camp? That's five games a season, everyone. We... <sighs> I don't know what you think, Jamal, but this is just my personal opinion. I I don't think I, I want to be wrong. Please prove me wrong. But I have
1: nothing. I have nothing in front of me that says he will be. I'll be a liar if I didn't say no. <laughs> I was straight up said no, because I'm afraid, like you said, I mean, dog, it, and Frank Wright even pointed this out back in the interview on June the 2nd. He talked about how he does. not Paris isn't having soft tissue injuries or anything like this dude is breaking bones. He's, he's breaking Fragile. bones. Yeah, man. And that's what scares me the most, because like you said, how, how can we trust that? You know, need how, some more
0: calcium. I know
1: some, some, because <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It just scares me. And and again, history, history repeats itself. How can you feel confident after only averaging five games a season? I mean, I don't know. And the only thing I'll say is as we're getting more weapons around, Dude, you can get put on the back burner real quick so and he can't i mean there's only so much he can control you can't control every broken bone in your body so look if if he
0: don't play at least 60 to 70 percent of the games this season and he on the team next year bro i'm repping another team next year because <laughs> i i think this like uh, you have to show out this year if you're Paris Campbell. This is the year you yeah. have to show out. Agreed. All right, Jamal, we got two questions left.
1: All right. I hope you're not
0: burnt out, bro.
1: <laughs> nah, not yet. <laughs> All
0: right, Jamal, how can week three affect our playoff run if we start 0-2 or 1-1? and Week
1: three, that's Chiefs. That's Chiefs game. That's Chiefs. Sold Man. out. Whew. If we start with 0-2, it's is over. It's over. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it ain't no way. I'ma tell you right now, ain't no way you coming in with confidence after losing to the Jaguars and the Texans. <laughs> it just ain't gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, You're about to come into a sold out house, a primetime game, and put and get just get waxed. No. But if we come out one and one, I think there's a little bit of room for for to pick up. There's no reason why we shouldn't come out two and zero, but again, numbers don't lie. History repeats itself. We are terrible in Jacksonville. Um, I would hate to, I would hate to come off a slump loss in Jacksonville, or even a big one in Jacksonville to a mediocre Texans or subpar Texans, and then all of a sudden we're in trouble late in the game. Um, so I think if we start off zero two. Playoffs are pretty much out of the picture because we're gonna have to win the remaining five division game or uh, five division games. We have left after that. We have to win the remaining division games. It'd be four, right? Four. Sorry, yeah, four. And I'm always nervous whenever you got the Titans twice. You know, and we hadn't even played them yet, so that's what I'll be most leery about. One and one still got a chance to get the playoffs. I think we'll be okay, Um, but there ain't no reason why we shouldn't be two and zero going into. We're coming in back home for KC. Look, I don't, we shouldn't start one and one though.
0: No. Like, we're going to be the favorites against the Texans and Jaguars no matter what. No matter what. But, like you just said, I will be sick to my stomach if we're going 0 2 <laughs> against the Chiefs. That's crazy to me. Crazy. Like, I would be shook. I, I don't even know if I wouldn't watch the game because I think if, if we're 0 2. I'm just wondering if they'll just pummel us into a pole. exactly uh, like that 31 to zero game blowout that happens. Yeah, we're we're screwed. But that, like you said, starting off 0 and two and then going 0 and three, it it's it's almost impossible to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a statistic a few years ago where only three percent of teams made the playoffs that go 0 and three to start the season. Jeez. I don't need that statistic hanging no. over my shoulder. No, so, you know how we play oof. for
1: first game of every year. It's always an L, so but you got to keep that in your back pocket. Well, <laughs> we're
0: playing the Texans, and we dump the Texans all the time. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping that changes. Really hoping that changes. I know we talked about that on one of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Our week one performance is just—it's like we went out the night before, everybody party, <laughs> hungover. over, came came into the stadium and just did not want to ball out. But yeah, I agree. We're we're screwed if we start 0 and two. One and yeah. one, we're not, but I d I don't want to see one and one. All right. Last up.
1: Who will have the most receptions this year? Are you gonna have a different answer than me on this one? Uh no. But I, I have I have a little insider. I should I should probably put let's change it. Let's change it. Why not? On the spot. Johnny on the spot. Because we know who's gonna have number one. MPJ. MPJ. Without question. <laughs> who's gonna have the second most? Oof. Ugh. Depends. If we, a guess?
0: Depends if we sign another veteran receiver. Okay. So in a scenario where we don't, I'm gonna give it to Alec Pierce. Mm. Um, I know Michael uh, MPJ, he had eighty eight receptions last year, more than double of any receiver, but we just didn't have a receiver there. I mean, I think both yep. of our running backs were second and third with receptions, so we need somebody who can play next to MPJ. So I'm thinking Alec Pierce, Matt Ryan likes to spread the ball out a lot. I think he'll he'll get the second most receptions, assuming MPJ is the number one option going forward.
1: Okay. I agree with MPJ, like you said, being number one. But, man, number two, Naheem Hines, bro. I, that was going to be my second yeah. choice. I, I think he's going to beat Alec Pierce by about 12, 12 or 13 receptions. I, I don't I I just feel like Matt Ryan's going to get he's going to dabble in the, with him a little bit he's going to realize how much he loves messing with him I, and I'm not doubting Alec Pierce I think he'll have great you know he'll have a great year but again that rookie season you can't expect too much from him I, I definitely think he'll try to be as productive as possible but I don't know I just think Hines is going to he's about to, he's about to have that second win kind of how he was when when Rivers was uh, back at quarterback two years ago it's very possible I like I would not. <laughs> Now you're
0: making me want to put all my money on Hines, but I'm going <laughs> to stick with Alec Pierce. I, Fair he he looked really good at Cincinnati, and if he can develop as that number two, maybe, I, I don't know, let's be even more optimistic, take over as the number one, compete well for so. that spot. Never know. We, we like competition. Yeah. That's how everyone gets better. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Alec Pierce. That's going to wrap it up, folks, for our rapid-fire question session. I wanna thank everyone for tuning in to the Colescast today. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. Throw us a review, you know? Give us an honest review. Let us know what we can do better on, what you like about the podcast, what you dislike. Just let us know. We'll be back on Monday. I'm sorry. We'll be back on Friday (laughs) to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Keep it easy, y'all.